Welcome to the anointed and transformational teaching ministry of Palace of Praise Mississauga, Canada, a parish of the Redeemed Christian Church of God. It is our prayer that as you listen to this message, that you will be empowered to achieve your dreams and fulfill your destiny. God bless you as you listen. Just before you sit down, I want us to take the main text and I want us to read it together. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 3 to 4. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 3 to 4. This is the main text for the sermon for this morning. Where you have us, us, I, um, you, you put, you personalize it. So for instance, as his divine power has given me. Okay, that's good. Father, we thank you. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. Father, for the brevity of time that we have to share your word, let your name be glorified. Father, let the captives be set free. Let there be a new beginning in the mighty name of Jesus. Let yokes be broken. Let there be signs and wonders. Let the lame walk. Let the blind see in the mighty name of Jesus. Let confusion come to an end in the name of Jesus. Father, use me as your oracle. Speak through me in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. One, two, three, go. As his divine power has given me all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of him who called me by glory and virtue, by which have been given me exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these I may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world, true lost. Father, we thank you. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. Take preeminence in the mighty name of Jesus. You may be seated. Once again, good morning, church. Good morning, good morning. So I'm just going to start this morning. The topic that God has given me is be conscious of your divine nature. Be conscious of your divine nature. God Almighty, through the set man in the house, told us last week that something good is about to happen. <laughs> I believe that very strongly. I've been worrying with that word because I know that something good is about to happen in your life and in my life. But in order for that to happen, you need to be conscious, super conscious of your divine nature. Your natural nature is not where he ends. Satan has been going throw and fro like his job is. But unfortunately, he has held the children of God hostage. Held them hostage in fear. Held women, children of God hostage with lack, barrenness, sickness, confusion. 
But Jesus came so that you might have life and have it abundantly. The mandate that God gave to Jesus is that he should give us life. The mandate that God gave to Jesus when he sent him is to restore man back to the original intention. The original intention was Adam before he sinned. To give us a meaningful life, a life of dignity, a life that we are in control, a life of dominion. We are not supposed to be under the circumstances. Because greater is he that is in us than the devil that is out there in the world. So why would we be under the circumstances? No. Jesus has come to give us a life of dominion. But in order for that to be apprehended effectively, you need to be conscious of your divine nature. Your divine nature is, so you are made of spirit, soul, and body. Your body is the lowest. Your soul is where your mind is. Your spirit is what needs to take preeminence and suppress your body. So that when situations of life, when it comes, you can say it is written. You can tell Satan, take your load and get out of here. This morning, I have been sent by Jehovah God as his ambassador. I have been sent this morning to you to shift the atmosphere concerning your life. To shift the atmosphere. I have been sent this morning to change what has been impossible up till this moment. I have been sent this morning as an ambassador of Jehovah God that what looks impossible to you, from today it becomes possible. In the name of Jesus. What you are crying about, what you are weeping about, that nobody knows about, today an end comes to that confusion. You will no longer sorrow in the name of Jesus. Tears has come to an end. In the mighty name of Jesus. I've been sent this morning to shift sickness. I have been sent this morning to shift sickness. To shift infirmity. In the name of Jesus. Your tears have come to an end. On the text that we read, it says his divine power has been given to me in all things. But I will read, you know I like TPT. I'm told that some people have said it's Topsy Passion Translation. <laughs> so, since I'm here, let me read it. So 2 Peter 1, 3 to 4 says in the TPT translation, everything we could ever need for life and godliness 
has been deposited in us by his divine power. Everything that we need is lavished upon us through the rich experience of knowing him. Who has called us by name, invited us to come to him through a glorious manifestation. Verse 4. He has given me magnificent promises that are beyond all price. So that through the power of these promises, I can experience partnership with the divine nature. By which, because of that partnership, I'm able to escape the corrupt desires that are in the world. Father, Lord, I thank you. I give you all the glory. I give you all the praise. I want to plead with you this morning to choose to be bold to take your position in Christ. Don't be afraid of the circumstances that may, that may be around you at any point in time. Don't be fearful to take your position in Christ. Don't accept the status quo. Because it has happened to Mr. A. It means that it has to happen to you that way. No. Whatever you accept on this earth is accepted. Whatever you reject is totally rejected. It might take a process. It might take time. But it is rejected. Don't accept the status quo. Because Mr. A's own did not come that way. Oh, Mr. B had this. You hear all sorts of things. But you've forgotten that you are not an ordinary human being. You have forgotten that you are not a human being. You are a spirit being. Don't forget that. Boldly declare your identity in Christ concerning any situation. Don't get into a corner and start crying. I remember a woman that came to me in one of the churches that I went to preach in. And she had so much tumor in her body. It was all over her body. And she said to me, she said, you know, pastor, I've been carrying this around. I need you to pray for me. I said to her, my sister, I will pray for you. But without you understanding A, B, C, the prayer will just work for a few seconds. And then when you are out of the door, they are waiting for you. It's as simple as that. Because you have to have a level of sustenance. You have to have a level of faith and knowledge to be able to carry it through. I prayed for her, but I walked that through. And that's why I don't pray for people. If you can't, if you can't read, I won't pray for you. Because I know it's a waste of my time. Because even after laying hands on you and praying for you, and the thing goes right there, give it another couple of weeks, they come back again. Because they know that they have come, they have gone around, and they find it empty. You remember that scripture? So I wouldn't. So for most part, I would say, you need to go read. And sometimes we feel, especially 
in our community, Afro-Caribbean, African, we find it difficult to read. A, read. a reader is a leader. Late my tomorrow. He said, if you want to hide anything from an Afro-Caribbean African man or African woman, put it in a book. 10,000 years, he will not open that book. Praise the name of Jesus. In this house, we have the culture of reading. You need to read. Not just your, um, what's it called now? Your insurance book, your professional development books. No. You need to read spiritual books. Because your nature, one third of your nature is spiritual. You cannot neglect that one third and feel that you can just go on. And that one third is the most important. Your spirit being is the most important. Your divine nature is the most important. So don't allow your divinity to become blurry. Let your divinity be the first thing that you put forward concerning any situation in life. Don't lose touch with the fact that you are a new creation. All things have passed away. All things have become new. Don't lose touch with the fact that you, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Don't lose touch of that. Be conscious of your divine nature. For he made him who knew no sin, Jesus, to be sin for you. Why? So that you can have a right standing before God. Because when God looks at you, it's your righteousness that he sees. Because Christ in you is the hope of glory. Don't ignore your divinity. There are no superstars in the kingdom of God. Some of us have been put in positions, pastors, apostles, yes. But there are no superstars in the kingdom of God. The only thing that makes them look like superstars is that they have paid more attention. You can do the same thing as well. You can. Pay attention to your divinity is the most important Develop your mind, it is good. Develop your muscles, it is very good. But the most important is your spirit man. Feed your spirit man. I'm going somewhere, stay with me. From the scripture we read, great and precious promises can only be butted by faith. By faith. In this kingdom, nothing else works unless by faith. But that's not where it ends. For most part, they tell us, as the Bible says, Hebrews 11:1, 1, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But it doesn't stop there. Precious promises that Jesus as promised us, so that our divine nature can be enhanced, is in the scripture. And we can only appropriate it by faith. That's one aspect. But there is another aspect that we get silent on. 
And that aspect is knowledge. Not only by faith, but by knowledge. By knowledge, you can partake, become partnership, like I read to us, with the Holy Spirit. Praise the name of Jesus. So it's not just faith. And the reason why I'm telling you based on the word that it is not just faith is you can only act in faith. You can take a step of faith. You can act on Mark 11 from verse 20 there about to 24. Say to this mountain, you can only act on it when you know the will of God. Without an understanding of the will of God, it's difficult, impossible to act in faith. Yes, knowledge is the key that gives you the audacity to look beyond what you can see in the natural and then act in faith. But if you don't have the knowledge, and I'm gonna give us examples. If you don't have the knowledge, you cannot act in faith. If you act in faith, it's presumptuous. Because you don't have the requisite knowledge. If a doctor, for instance, there's a very good um, uh, member, online member of uh, Mouse of Praise. The wife is a doctor, and we're going we're to have them here. But because the wife is a doctor, this precious brother calls himself assistant doctor without going, without going to the medical school. So I said to him one day, I said, if they catch you, I don't know you. He said, no, I should not worry. That even from the medical council one day, they just, you know, they wanted to write um, doctor, whatever the, the name is. They now wrote his name. I said, uh -uh, that does not mean anything. So he's been carrying that around. But what am I trying to say? The wife has got the requisite knowledge to be able to practice medicine. But he does not have it. Going around and trying to practice medicine without the requisite knowledge is presumption. And you could be liable by law. That's exactly what I'm trying to. A lot of Christians, we go around, even though Second Peter, we know the word, what he says. But it has not become part and parcel of us. Even though we know that his divine power has given us everything that we need. That pertains to life and godliness. It's just a figment of our imagination. Because the requisite knowledge needed, we don't go for it. Tell the person beside you, pursue knowledge. Loud and clear. Pursue knowledge. Pursue knowledge. It's not only faith. Faith works when you know the will of God. When you don't know the will of God, you are going through barrenness, for instance. You don't know that the word of God says none shall be barren in the land. How are you going to act in faith? It becomes difficult. 
Isaiah 5, 13. It says, my people have gone into captivity. Why? Because they don't have knowledge. Honorable men. What it means here by honorable men is men that are well learned. But they don't have the wisdom of God. They're not born again. They're born again. They're not acting in the word of God. They're honorable men. They're good in their field. They're PhD holders. They're fellows. But when it comes to, so they've developed the mind, probably the body, but the spirit is dead. And so it says honorable men are famished and they are dried up in test. I want, to, I want you to note, if you're writing, I want you to write this. Number one, I want you to note this. When your faith is on fire on any issue, you will commit God. Because faith in the word of God is your response to the word that God has done, for, to, to what God has done, to the provision that he has made. And so when your faith is on fire, what, what do I mean by on fire? When you understand knowledge, when you understand the word of God, when you know what step to take, then your faith becomes a combo. When your faith becomes a combo like that, God is committed. He's committed to act. You don't need to roll on the floor. I'm sure in this, in this house we know that. You don't beg God. You don't beg God. Only a slave. Galatians 4. I think Galatians 4, 1, I believe. The heir. I'm still going there. As long as he's a child, it does not differ from a slave. Though. He owns everything. What does that scripture mean? It means that you are the owner of everything. But if you don't mature and grow up in the word of God, in the testament of your father, the will, if you don't mature, you're like a child. A child is being tossed to and fro. And so it does not differ from a slave. A slave will even will even steal what the child has got because the child does not know anymore. You need to grow up. Your Bible should not be just you reading a devotional and you read a little scripture and that's the end of it. Uh-uh. 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 Your Bible should be the first thing. You want to know how to do this thing? Make sure that your Bible is beside you at night. So that when you wake up in the morning, it's the first thing. If you are the type that social media is the first thing you look at, then you take paper Bible. Take paper Bible. Paper Bible is what you need. Though, because it's, it looks like you are still like a child. If social media is the first thing you look at. In order to help you, then you make sure that your phone is not with you. It's not where you can see it. It's your Bible, paper Bible that is beside you. You pick up that paper Bible, even if it's just one chapter you are able to read. Your day is set on the right direction. 
When faith comes alive in you with knowledge, you are able to access the power of God and any and every situation does not have any right other than to bow to you. That was what we read, paraphrased in 2 Peter 1, 3 to 4. 2 Peter was what we read. The question that comes to mind with 2 Peter is, who wrote 2 Peter? From the little I know, 2 Peter was written by Peter. Praise the name of Jesus. So what made Peter that was timid, Peter that denied Jesus several times, Peter that was not able to look at a little girl just because that little girl said you have been with Jesus, what made Peter bold? What made Peter understand his divine nature? I want you to join in with me this morning. And let's look at Peter just in the book of Acts. In the book of Acts chapter 1 verse 8, there was, and I'm going to rush through quickly, there was the promise of the Holy Spirit. Jesus had left. Peter at one time with all the others, they had gone back. In the gospel, they had gone back fishing because they didn't know what to do with themselves. They felt that Jesus had abandoned them. We feel like that sometimes. You will go, oh, I have prayed, I have fasted, I have even done a double vigil. vigil. No cleaning of armpits, no eating. No. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, we come up with all sorts of, um, we come up with all sorts of, Fast. There's dry fast. There's Daniel fast. Ezekiel fast. All sorts of fasts. And when we do that, we feel God. Can't you see me? I've done so much. You've forgotten that He doesn't owe you anything. <laughs> he does not. His mercy. Is what he's using to deal with us. And that's why he said, we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus because he cannot look at our filthiness. So when he looks at you, it's Jesus that he sees. So by grace, he has produced everything that you need for life and godliness. Peter got to this point and realized that Jesus has done more than just been a leader. Jesus died on the cross. He did not have the full manifestation of what Jesus has done. But he knew one thing, that everything that he needed for life and godliness, it has been provided for him. He knew that one thing. He did not get the full revelation until Paul came on the scene. Paul was the one that showed the whole nine years of what Jesus had done. Peter did not understand it. Peter did not understand it. But one thing Peter knew was that there is a divine power that Jesus promised. 
And that divine power, when he was writing in 2 Peter, he knew that that divine power has been given to him concerning all things that pertain to life and godliness. And so Peter, in the book of Acts chapter 1 verse 8, Jesus had promised them the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 2 verse 4, when Peter became filled, stay with me, it will enhance your Christian life. Like I said to you, there is no superstar in the kingdom of God. It is just a case of some people, they've spent time, like our general overseer, um, Daddy E.A. Adeboye, he spent so much time to know how these things work. And you need to know for your destiny. Your destiny is too big. Your future is too bright for you to just go sera sera day by day. No. You want to be like Peter. How does this thing work? You have left us, Jesus. You say you are going to your father. I don't really understand what you are saying. But now I'm faced with different situations of life. How does it work? So you're not the first one that has questions. So in the book of Acts chapter 2, verse 4, Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit. And he began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. You can go home and read the whole thing, but I just want to take you through the journey of how Peter's divine nature was activated. How Peter knew that there's more to me than just my mind and my body. Acts 2, 17 to 18. God had promised Peter that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Peter knew about what Joel has done. Peter did not know what Paul knew. What Paul knew is what the New Testament Christian needs to be very much aware of. From Genesis all the way to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Acts of Apostle, from that point of Acts of Apostle, Peter knew that there were some things. This divine nature is being activated but I don't know what to do with it. I'm going to take us this, through this journey and you know exactly what to do with the divine nature because the divine nature is in you. It's in you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. And so he knew what Joel had said. That the promise of the spirit and of the flesh that was spoken by Joel, that the spirit will be poured on all flesh. Acts 2, 19. So what will they do with this spirit that is poured on them? It says, to show wonders in heaven above. And sign on the earth. A soundless Christian is a signless Christian. If you cannot open your mouth to pray, to rebuke the 
enemy. Signs cannot follow you. So when you are praying and you are praying, you say you are praying in your, in your heart. It is well. Peter knew that. Acts 2.39, for time, I will just go quickly. Peter attested to the promise, which is also for us. That promise that, was, that he spoke about in 2 Peter, this is the first time he attested of it. But that's not where I'm going. How did Peter become conscious of his divinity? Acts 3.4 was the first manifestation We all know this story. He met a man by a gate called Beautiful. But there was nothing beautiful about this man's life. He was lame from the womb. Peter had just received the revelation that the promise in the Bible belongs to him. And so he got to this man in Acts 3-4. And he said to the man, he said, look at us. The man fixed his eyes. I'm trying to make you understand the first time that the divine nature that was in, in Peter was activated. So he said to him, he said, look at us. He said, silver and gold I don't have. Don't get me wrong, go. Silver and gold is very good, though. Ah, it's very good. This side of the universe... It's extremely good. And if you notice, if you read the book of Acts, you will see that Peter got that silver and gold in abundance. At this time, his power level did not attract silver and gold. Because there are levels to this thing. Right now, all he could do is what he's trying to say. Silver and gold, I don't have it. In my own translation... This is Tokwa Kishiku's translation now. It's a silver and gold I don't have. But I can shift your circumstance. I can shift your experience into a positive one. Why? What gave Peter that kind of audacity? How did Peter get to that point? Because sometimes situations of life face you and I. And you say to yourself, I'm only human. That's a devilish, demonic song. One third of you is a spirit being. Circumstances come. You're faced with your immigration. You're faced with your academics. And you're like Peter. You say, silver and gold, I don't have. And you stop there. I don't have the wisdom to go about this immigration. I don't know what to do about my academics. This sickness in this body, I don't know what to do. And then you stop there. But Peter did not stop there. Peter said, silver and gold I don't have, but I have something that is greater than silver and gold. You have something that is greater than silver and gold. What do you have? The name of Jesus. And so, Peter said, I can shift your situation. I don't yet have silver and gold in the natural. 
but I understand my divinity and I can shift things on your behalf. And I have come to tell you this morning that Jehovah God has sent me to shift things on your behalf. To shift situation that looks impossible. To give you a new beginning. To bring about a change of situation. To cast that sickness in your body. In the name of Jesus. Stay with me. Acts 3, 7 to 9. What did he do? He took his right hand. For everybody that can raise up their right hand. I want us to do this for prophetic art. He says he took his right hand and he lifted him up. Whatever it is that you have not been able to touch, whatever it is that you have not been able to reach, in the name that is above every name, I decree right now, touch it, reach it in the name of Jesus. If you are lifting up your hand, do as if you're reaching something. Because that was exactly what happened with him. He took his right hand. He lifted him up. And what happened to him? Immediately, his feet and his ankle, he received strength. I decree in the name that is above every name, your feet, your ankle, whatever that signifies, he receives strength right now. In the name of Jesus. I said he receives strength right now. Praise the name of Jesus. An anointing you don't believe in, it cannot work for you. It cannot. It cannot. Peter, the man was looking at him. It was money he expected. But something more than money came out of this transaction. I believe very strongly and I decree that what your expectation is, the Lord will exceed your expectation. Your expectation will be exceeded over your children. Your expectation will be exceeded over your family, over your business, over your health. Your expectation will be exceeded. I told you. He sent me to you this morning. And so the uncle received strength. He leaped up. He was praising Jesus. Faith in the name of Jesus, which is the first part we're dealing with. It brings about perfect soundness. Acts 3, 16. For anybody that have one sickness or the other in your body. For two seconds, I just want you to put your hand where that sickness is. You receive soundness. 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 Perfect soundness. In the name of Jesus. Faith in his name. It brings about soundness in your body. Soundness in your womb. Soundness in every part of your body. Your kidney. Your internal organ. You will not be sick in the name of Jesus. So when they saw that. The naysayers. Sadducees and Pharisees. They asked him. How did you do this? How did you do this? 
So they knew it was by a name. Acts 4, 7. They knew it was by some name because this is what they asked him. By what power? You see that Peter now, you can see how bona fide it is for Peter to write Second Peter. He has a good understanding. Tried and tested. By what power? Or by what name? How do they know that is a name? He had told them about Jesus at one point in time. Hmm. Jesus. How many people are filled with the Holy Spirit in this house? You are filled with the Holy Spirit. Then bust in tongues. Makaya masandaraba kayina masandarababa. Oraba kayana kayana masondorobo. Shanda kayina masandarababa. Okayama sondorobo shandarababa. Katayi katayi katayi. Maraba sondorobo. In the mighty name of Jesus. Acts for it. Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, answered the question that he was asked. Situations of life are asking you questions and you are keeping quiet. Circumstances of life are asking you questions. You are keeping quiet. Your children go to school, they come back. It's one thing or the other. They tell them, oh, they've got learning difficulty. Oh, this child cannot do this. You are keeping quiet. I'm not saying you should have an argument with the people, with the teachers or with doctors. No. You don't keep quiet. In your closet is where you don't keep quiet. So when they asked Peter this, this question, it started. I don't have the time for us to go all the way, but you can read it when you go. But one thing I want you to know, that it will be your portion is that the answer to your distractors, the answer that God Almighty will give those who are mocking you, it will be an answer of testimonies. In the name of Jesus, concerning your children, concerning your business, concerning your work, it will be an answer of testimonies. You will not be put to shame. Peter shifted. To his divinity. When you shift to your divinity, the world will notice you. I pray that the world will notice you in the name of Jesus. In the book of Acts, that same Acts 4, 16. The enemies of Peter, they now said that a notable miracle has happened. Ah, we cannot deny it. It is evident to all. That will be your portion in the name of Jesus. A notable miracle that the world will not be able to deny. So quickly, and I'm going to round up now. How do you become partakers? Or how do you become partnership with your divine nature? Like I said to us, by faith in the name of Jesus and by knowledge. So the first thing we're going to go through by faith. The first thing I want you to know, Romans 5 verse 1, TPT translation. How do you become partakers or partnership with your divine nature? So note this question I'm asking you because I'm going to ask you another question which is different from this. So the first one is how do you become partakers? How do you? 
What do you need to do? The Bible says in the book of Romans 5, chapter 1, it says, our faith, your faith in Jesus transfers God's righteousness. It transfers your right standing. It has transferred Jesus' right standing to you. And because of that, you are flawless. So Romans 8.1 says, there is therefore now no condemnation. Guilt is not your portion. Oh, because uh, we are told to fast. And I broke my fast at 2 p.m. God is angry with me. No. So many people have been breaking their fast. So many people have been breaking their fast at 12 noon. God is not angry with you. There is therefore now no condemnation. TPT translation says, now the case. Why is the case closed? Because Jesus has taken all the wrath. He has taken all the blame that God might have against you. And so, the case is closed. Say to your neighbor, the case is closed. If that person is not talking, just find another person. That case is closed. I don't know whether it's a physical case for you, whether it's a health case, whatever that case is, that case. I don't know what that case is to you. What does it mean? What is the case? Closed. That case! And if that case is closed, TPT translation says there remains no accusing voice of condemnation against joined those who have partnership with their divine nature. These are the things that Peter got to know. That he felt, no, Satan, you are not going to condemn me. And because I broke my fast at 12, you are not going to condemn me. Because, you know, I, I said we were told to do a vigil and I slept all the way through. You are not going to condemn me. You, 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 you just, because Pastor Wale is going to watch this. You just broke his heart. <laughs> so you slept through the vigil. But there is no condemnation. We have an advocate. We have an advocate. That even when we do wrong, we just go to him. My father, my God. I've done this, it is wrong. Have mercy, Lord. And what does he do? He closes the case. The case is closed. You have a word today, like I said to you. I've been sent to you. 
this morning, he prepared me and sent me to you. And I am saying by the power that is in the name of Jesus, the case is closed. That case is closed. I don't know what that case is for you. It might be a physical case. It might be a case concerning your health. It might be a case concerning your business. It might be a case concerning your job. That case is closed. It's closed. Let me round up. Let me finish up. It's closed. I can't finish everything. I can't get to the part of the um, knowledge, but I will finish this one. How do you become partakers or partners? We read that. I'm going to give us five or six things of how you become, and I'm going to rush through it. The first one, which the scripture says, you've been transferred, your faith in Jesus transfers righteousness to you. We've been saying that. Number two, your faith in Jesus, Romans 11:17. Your faith in Jesus engrafts you into divinity. So when we are talking of your divine nature, we are not talking of something in the lulabala. No. We are not talking of something that is just there. You are joint heir with Christ Jesus. You are fused into the Lord Jesus Christ. These are the things you need to know so that you have the audacity to confront the issues of life. It says if some branches were broken off, and you, you being a wild olive, you're a Gentile, you're not a Jew. But you were grafted in amongst them. And then you became a partaker of the roots. Ah, and the fatness of the olive. What is that scripture saying? That scripture is saying you have been divinely grafted into the Lord Jesus Christ. Even though you, were, you are not um, um, a Jew, Christ has bought you back with his blood. And so you are grafted in. And so no condemnation can condemn you. That is one. The second part of it is that because of you become partaker of the root, you will eat of the good of the land. It also means what is working for the Lord Jesus Christ. Whatever it is that cannot stand against Jesus has no right to stand against you. That's what it means. Because you are partakers. You are partakers. Whatever it is that your father owns, you own it. You own it. I have an aged father back in Africa. Anytime I just look at him, he's aging very well. It's about, okay, I shouldn't say this. I have my own official age. He has his own official age. So his own official age is 93. My own official age is 91. <laughs> because I did my calculation. But he said he's 93. When I look at him and I see the goodness that he has left. Ah! I... I my attitude, I'm not joking. I'm not joking. Was he the best father? Was he? Let's leave that one for another day. But he was a good father. Whatever it is that your father owns, it belongs to you. You are the heir. 
And that's why you need to grow up. Galatians 4 word, the heir, as long as he remains a child. You cannot afford to remain as a child. So that when they are dividing the spoil, it's not after they finish dividing the spoil that they now call you. Because you are a child. So as an heir, you need to be there. We all need to be there now when the thing is being divided. But if you're a child, like our last born, um, the last of us, we still call him our last born, our last born. This is almost a 50-year-old man. <laughs> so he will say, anytime we want to decide anything, if I say, don't worry, you guys decide everything, just let me know. Let me know that he's talking so that he will not put his own part down. <laughs> and he will play the last born card anytime. You will hear, sis, you know that. I'm, not that because he's a project manager in London, England. Several houses. But like, like that's putting his money, his hand inside his pocket is a major thing. What am I saying? An heir, as long as you are a child, you don't differ from what? A slave. Because a slave does not know what is going on. Peter took responsibility understood his divinity and he became an heir joined with the Lord Jesus Christ understood who he was in Christ Jesus understood his identity the same thing happened to Paul notorious Paul Paul came from being notorious he became someone that told us that we are joint heirs with Christ Jesus Paul, that was very notorious, he became the one that told us that we are chosen. That we are masterpiece. He's the one that told us, Romans 8, 17, joint heirs with Christ. If we are suffered with him, because when he died, we were there. We suffered with him, then we will be glorified with him. A child of God has no business being held hostage by the kingdom of darkness. And so I decree, whatever it is that the enemy has held you under, is broken right now. It is broken right now. In the name of Jesus. You will not be put to shame. The world will not ask you, where is your God? I'm gonna round up on this. The other question I have is that how do you become conscious of your divine nature? But I don't have the time. How do you become conscious? So I will just take one under that. Your voice. The instrument of your voice is what will change your situation. The instrument of your voice spoken in faith Words spoken in faith is what will mold your world. You're looking at your world right now. Your world of your body. The world of your children. The world of your business. The world of any situation. Use your voice to change it. And that happened with Sarah and Abraham. Abraham was without children. Sarah was without children. God did his own part. 
Sarah, when Abraham went to ask Jesus, went to ask God, he said, how will this thing be? Sorry, that's Mary. Mary was another one. But Abraham, Abraham went to God and said, I don't have a child. How is this going to be? God knew. He said, I need to change your name. That's what I need to do. Because you are not going to listen. He said, I need to change your name. And so in the book of Genesis, Genesis 17, I believe it is. No longer will your name be called Abram. Ab yeah. But your name will be called Abraham. For I have made you a father of many nations. The same thing he did with Sarah. Because he felt that each time they use the instrument of their voice to call each other, they are molding their world. So when it goes, Abraham is molding the world, the father of nations. When it goes, Sarah, not Sarai, which is princess. When it goes, Sarah is molding that world. The atmosphere is hearing. Hell is hearing. Under the earth is hearing. People around are hearing that there is a change concerning their lives. Even though it took a process. It took time. But there is a change. I decree in the name that is above every name. That concerning your life, there is a change. In the name of Jesus. Whatever it is that you need to call yourself. Start calling yourself right now. And I'm rounding up right now. Concerning that situation, I need you to speak. Start calling yourself. Whatever it is. If you're unemployed, start calling yourself employed. You're barren, start calling yourself fruitful woman. Start calling yourself that name. There is a change of name concerning you. Every spiritual blessing that you need has been lavished on you. There is a change in your circumstance. There is a change in your situation. You are seated in heavenly places, far above principalities and powers. You are not an ordinary person. Speak concerning that thing. Speak concerning that situation. Speak concerning that mountain. Command it to be moved in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. On behalf of every one of these, your children, I shift the atmosphere. He favors them in the name of Jesus. Whatever be that petition, it is granted in the name of Jesus. Whatever be the mountain, on their behalf, I speak to that mountain. I say, be gone in the name of Jesus. Mountain of unemployment, mountain of lack, mountain of unemployment, sickness, infirmity. Go right now. Unclean spirit, go right now. Stagnation, go in the name of Jesus. One more time. My Father, my God, as you have sent me, I have come as your ambassador. Father, tangible testimonies that will show a notable miracle. A notable miracle. 
that cannot be denied. They will hold it this week in the name of Jesus. Romans 8.1, TPT translation. Jehovah God, you said the case is closed. Whatever case the enemy has against these children of us, of yours, that is holding them in our stage, I command right now, the case is closed! The case is closed! I silence the voice of the accuser in the name of Jesus because these ones are joint heir with Christ Jesus. And so, whatever it is, that the enemy is holding as, as a proof against them. Right now, I silence the accuser. I command the case to be closed. In the name of Jesus, the case is closed. 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 In the name of Jesus, as you go back to your seat, you've dropped it. So tell one or two people and tell them the case is closed. This is the end of the message. We are sure that you have been blessed. For more information, please visit our website at www.houseofpraise.ca. God bless you.